This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. One of the most powerful events that I've ever been a part of is a Bible study called The Secret Church. Gathering with thousands of believers across the globe to study the Word of God together for an extended period of time is an incredible experience. The first time I attended this event, I was not prepared for how emotionally affected I would be knowing that I was a part of a global event that included those in countries who at that very moment were risking their lives to study God's word with me. As we prayed for the persecuted church with us that night, it was the first moment that I had ever done that, and it was such a moving experience. What was so incredible was that these precious saints were not asking that we pray for their deliverance, but for their faithfulness to the gospel that put their very lives at risk. I remember realizing just how deficient my faith was in light of theirs. It was so challenging to think of their attitude and their endurance in the midst of such difficult circumstances. My life was forever changed that evening. And as we'll see today, that faithfulness that they were praying for has been the legacy of martyrs for the faith since the very beginning. We read today in Acts chapter 7, verses 51 through 58, the account of the first martyr, a man named Stephen. He says, You stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears, you are always resisting the Holy Spirit. As your ancestors did, you do also. Which of the prophets did your ancestors not persecute? They even killed those who foretold the coming of the righteous one whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. You received the law under the direction of angels, and yet have not kept it. When they heard these things, they were enraged and gnashed their teeth at him. Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven. He saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He said, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. They yelled at the top of their voices, covering their ears, and together rushed against him. They dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. Acts 7 records for us the first of many brothers and sisters who died as martyrs during these days. The word martyr comes from the word martyreo, which means a witness. Stephen indeed died as a witness to who Jesus was and what Jesus had come to do. He was not one of the original apostles, but he was one of the first deacons chosen by the church in Acts chapter 6. This layman powerfully preached the word of God and was so convincing that the people could not stand up to his logic and knowledge of the word. We learn in chapter 6, verse 10, that they were unable to stand up against his wisdom and the spirit by whom he was speaking. 
The end of chapter 6 tells us that they trumped up charges against him, accusing him of blasphemy against Moses and God and presenting false witnesses. Interesting choice of words, since they themselves were to be witnesses of the truth of the resurrection. These false witnesses said that they heard Stephen say that this Jesus of Nazareth would destroy this place and change all of the customs of Moses. So when Stephen is given the chance to speak, he takes them on the long journey from Abraham to Moses to David, the triumvirate of revered fathers of Judaism. And you can see their eyes roll as they are exasperated while Stephen takes them on this journey about how they, as a Jewish people, have continually rejected the message of God, sent even through the early fathers. He explains how these people rejected Moses and how God could not be housed within the temple that even Solomon had made. Remember, part of their accusation was that Jesus was speaking against the temple when he spoke of how the temple or the presence of God would be torn down and in three days rise again, speaking of himself and the resurrection. When he points out that the Jews rejected God's law through Moses, even at Sinai and the golden calf, and that these Jews were doing the same thing, they couldn't stand it anymore, even putting their hands over their ears. They had utterly rejected Jesus and his teaching, just like their forefathers had rejected God's law. Stephen was pointing out that instead of Jesus rejecting the law and the temple, they had instead rejected him, who had come to fulfill that law of Moses and to be the temple, the actual dwelling of God. They would have none of this. Their unbelief would not listen to the truth at all. And so they drug him out of the city and stoned him. But while they rejected his message, Jesus was accepting him into eternal dwellings. For he rose to his feet in Stephen's vision and received his spirit. Even in his dying breath, this martyr, this witness, was like Jesus, asking the Lord not to hold this sin against them on the day of judgment. Now what sticks out to me the most is the clarity with which Stephen argues the gospel witness. The problem was not a matter of Jesus rejecting their law, but of them rejecting him. When the gospel goes forth, it will always demand a response. The church had seen its share of willing acceptance. Thousands had come to faith. But these Jewish leaders chose to reject this message once again. Their forefathers had been ignoring this message for centuries. But make no mistake, when the gospel is preached, it will always demand a response. Our job is not to make people believe, but to boldly declare the truth, bringing people to a place where they have to decide to accept this gospel as their own or to reject Jesus completely. And when they reject him, we must remember that they aren't rejecting us, but that they are rejecting the gospel of the Savior. We can't be angry with them, but instead must plead with them and with God as their intercessors that he forgive their sin and that they would receive his gospel that can save their soul. This responsibility is the call of anyone who heralds the gospel. It always demands a response. 
and the legacy of those who faithfully preach it requires that we declare it with conviction. For those who receive this message, it will lead them to repentance. This contrition will be the response of those who receive it with gladness. A gospel that does not demand a response is not the gospel. As witnesses in this generation, we must preach the gospel with clarity in what we say and how we live, because that manner of life should demand a response. So Jesus, thank you for the gospel witness that Stephen so faithfully declared. And for those martyrs, the faithful witnesses who are undergoing persecution today, Lord, I pray your grace on them. I pray for their protection. I pray for their fidelity to the gospel witness. I pray for increase in their faith and growth in their spiritual walk. I pray for inroads for the gospel to be laid. And may we declare the gospel boldly. And may you receive us as we proclaim your word faithfully. In your name, amen. Thanks for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Join us again tomorrow as together we help you learn to read your Bible.